Hey everybody, welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzaffel. Alongside me, as always, is my compatriot, George Rogers. And we are here today to review Superman 78. Or I, Superman the movie, as it's actually I called. prefer to be used by my Kryptonian name. What's that? George L. Gale. No. I don't think you can say that. I said it. I'm just speaking truths. I'm not Kryptonian. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, um... Proud of yourself on that one? I am. I am. All right, all right. Here we are to uh, review Superman the movie. I call it Superman 78. I just call it Superman. Um, because I, I kind of do it with in line with Batman 89. Because I call Batman Batman 89. Mm-hmm. So I, I just have gotten to the habit of calling this Superman 78. Um, which is dumb because both of those movies are the only movies that we've ever had that have actually used just Superman and Batman in the titles. So, um, just, I don't know. Maybe it's just easy to, to title them that as yeah, an, it's probably, a conversation. Yeah, maybe it's just you know? easier for um, people to, maybe say Superman and say, oh, which one? It's yeah. like, there's only one. Yeah. That's yeah. called that. Or like Batman. They'll be like, oh, which one are you talking about? It's like, well, there's only one actual movie that was called Batman. Yeah. So... But here we are, and um, here you are. Well, what did we do last week? I don't even remember. We did Top Gun. Top Gun, that's right. Um, well, I just, we did Top Gun, then we recorded with Chris the other day too. So yeah. we we who's Chris? Yeah, yeah. Make it fat. Hey, Chris. Fuck you. <laughs> um. So, uh, in case you guys haven't, you didn't know, we've launched our uh, third podcast with Chris um, called Big Geek Energy. Um, I, I think we talked about it on Top Gun, but the, the episodes are live now. Yeah. Uh, we posted our first two episodes, one on Sunday and one on Wednesday. And they'll be con- concurrently being released on, on every Wednesday. Um, it's going to be like a midweek show. Um, just general topics, but um, so that's live. You can find us everywhere. You find this podcast at. Uh, oh, yeah. probably doing more of the top tens on that one than we will. Yeah, I think. Um, I think for the most part, I think the midweek or mid month episodes here, unless there's something we really want to talk about on here, is probably going to just gravitate towards that channel. You are fake news. Thanks, thanks. I like to keep this place classy. <laughs> um, however, I still want to do a top ten for the six 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 weeks of horror for sure. Of course. Yeah. So that that'll be a thing. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean we're not going to do stuff like that on here. Maybe instead of top tens, we'll do different discussions, like, as a mid-month thing. But as you've seen for the past, really this year, we haven't done one outside of that. Um, we We did the MCU rankings, or the top ten MCU films, and then we did the Zack Snyder storyboard episode, and that's it. We've only done two. Maybe it'll be like a quarterly thing we decide to do, you know, or maybe a, just a handful throughout the year. But, um, but we definitely want to. It's nice to have a third person to do those top ten wins with, and then, um, so they're they're going to be part of that one, and that's just going to be a general discussion roundtable, as George has said before. Um, but anyway, I digress. Let's let's here we are with this. Um, before we get into this, I mean, there's been no real news. Um, and if you want to hear us, bol- you know, rant and rave about which our second episode of Big Geek Energy was just us kind of slamming, actually more calm than I thought I would be, 
um, on that episode. Because it, it turned into like an actual like, like educated just, discussion. Yeah, it wasn't just a rant. You know, sometimes rants don't get you anything. This just, no. you know. Um, but um, that was, we kind of were like just talking about everything going on with Warner Brothers. And, um, but, uh, but there really hasn't been any news. So, but I will say this. Um, I'm not going to, obviously we're going to review this movie in June. I got to see Army of the Dead on Thursday night. I went to the theaters. It was playing by uh, playing at a theater near me, a Cinemark. I, de- I, I decided to go. Um, it just didn't work out with, uh, you know, because George lives about 45-ish minutes away from me, north uh, north of me. And there's no places works, up near me yeah, that were... He that works, were his outside. girlfriend works, and it was like, you know, this is by the time they would have gotten down. It, you, you know, they wouldn't have got down in time to see the movie. So um, I will say it was... It was Honestly, it was a great movie, and I'm excited to uh, to watch it again, of course, uh, and then review it in, I think it's the first weekend of June we're doing it. I think we decided we're going to do it. So, so. Um, Really good movie. Check it out if you have a Cinemark or a movie theater near you that is playing it. Definitely check it out. See it in theaters. Um, and um, all I'm going to say is I think it's, the, I, I do unbiasedly think it's the best uh, zombie movie that's been released. Um, it was... It, it was badass. That's that's the best term I can use for it. It was a badass movie. Um, just tons of badassery going around. Men, women, you know, zombie tiger, everything. Just badass, great zombie killing. So we'll be reviewing that uh, in the coming weeks. Um, and um, looking forward to that. So let's, uh, without further ado, George, unless you have to add anything to this pre-review discussion. Uh, I don't. Okay. Um... Um, yeah, I don't either. I don't think I do. Um, I can't think of anything. So, uh, let's rock and roll. Let's get into Superman the movie. Superman, Superman... Thank you. (laughs) Superman 78, whatever you want to call it. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get right into it. Uh, before I start, George, uh, did you see this in theaters? Sorry, I'm reading off a script. (laughs) You know how they, they, they put anything on a teleprompter, I'm going to read it. This came out seven years before I was born. (laughs) But when did you first see this? Uh, was something you discovered when you were younger, or did, was it later? I was later probably show? younger because it was yeah. probably one of the. I probably called it on TV. I actually don't remember the first time I saw it, mm. but I know I was young when I. I, I know I was younger when I saw it. Like I wasn't. Okay, all right, cat. settle down. There's nothing there. Fucking relax. <laughs> no one's talking to you. Go outside and chase a bird. I was fairly young when I saw it, so I, I know I was. I know I was definitely younger than a teenager because. Mm. Um, I remember a lot from when I was a teenager. Not so much remember, but I've always mm. kind of, I've always kind of like known of the movie. Yeah. So. I would definitely say for me it was uh, the preteen years because we had Batman the animated series, we had Superman the animated series. So at, at some point in that like seven to nine ish ten range is probably when I saw with the Justice League cartoons and stuff like that. Mm. So I will say that unlike the Batman movies where I saw Batman Returns first before Batman eighty nine. I did see this before Superman 2. Uh, yeah, I did yeah. see this before Superman 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can definitely say that. So, and I, I love this movie very much. Um, you know, it's it was very it's very tough for me to put Man of Steel above this in terms of hierarchy of Superman movies, but I do think Man of Steel is a far superior film, but that's not saying much because this movie is fantastic mm-hmm. from start to finish. So, um, And it, honestly, it had been a couple of years since I watched it, I think. And I... I I went to watch it uh, yesterday, just as the refresher, because I I try to when we unless we watch these movies together, I do like to watch a movie usually within forty eight hours of us reviewing it, um, unless it's just something I know I can do by the back of my hand. Even then, I still like to watch a movie to um, to refresh, 
And um, I actually pulled out my 4K copy. I went to my shelf and got it because for some reason on HBO Max, it's not the 4K copy. It's just a high definition version. Hmm. I'm not really sure why. But um, it must just be a file because actually Superman, this movie is the only one of the five Superman movies that are tied together, which is the four Christopher Reeve movies and Superman Returns. You know, Superman Returns erases, it's supposed to erase three and four from canon. Mm -hmm. um, this is the only one that's on 4K. The other ones are not, including the Donner Cut, which I need to get my hands on a Blu-ray copy of that again. Because I I sold, that was one of the Blu-rays I sold in hopes that we were going to get a 4K copy, and we have not. And I don't think we will. Because the Donner Cut is not up on HBO Max. It's a regular Superman yeah. 2. Um, I digress. Um, I, yeah, but I was probably right before I became a tween, as the term they use. I hate that term, but that's... I guess the correct term for somebody who's like 10, I 11, 12. I, I might guess. have actually, now I'm kind of thinking about it, I might have seen it after the news came out of him having his accident with the yeah, horse. What year was that? I want to think that was like 94, 95. Oh. Because I think um, Village of the Dam was the last movie he did where he was still able to walk and move his limbs. Was it? I think so. 95. 95. So yeah. I was probably, yes, I was, it was probably right around... It was probably right around then because I think like one of the channels was showing the Superman movies. Mm. I guess it was like probably honor, that could be it. Him, so yeah, yeah. I I was really sad when he passed away, honestly, and I'm really pissed that I, I don't want this to come out like with Venom, um, but I'm pissed that he died because had our government at the time not banned stem cell research, he probably. Um, he probably would have... He'd probably still be alive. Yeah. Um, because he was um, starting to slowly um, gain some movement back in his body. Mm -hmm. I think he was at the... He um, uh, was able... Starting to move his fingers again, I think. Hmm. Uh, what the hell is that? <laughs> An alien? So, um, I mean, granted, he might not have never walked again. But I think the stem cell research would have helped uh, him better in life. You know, maybe, you know, what the hell is that? Um, so uh, I was, I remember being very pissed off by hearing about that, um, that, uh, what, what do they call it? The, um, the bill that banned it here in the States. And he had to fly all over the world to get treatment. And of course, somebody being, you know, a quadriplegic pretty much. And, um, having to use a ventilator, you know, was that the travel probably took a lot out of him too. So I'm sure. And then, but it's a real shame because I love Christopher Reeve and, um, he really is. I mean, I love Henry Cavill as Superman, but, but Christopher Reeve really does embody what, like that classic Superman feel. Have you uh, ever so, seen, have you ever seen the movie, uh, speechless? No. Uh, Michael Keaton and Gene Davis, they play speech writers for opposing, mm -hmm. uh, politicians. For like for her for a campaign, and Chris Reeve is in the movie as like Gene Davis is like export for something, so they actually share a scene together. Michael yeah. Keaton and Chris Reeve they share a huh. scene. I'm like ah, oh, Batman Superman on the screen together. There it is. Like, there it yeah. is. There it is. So um, all right, let's let's get into this. Let's get into the info here. All right, mm -hmm. So, uh, released December 10th, 1978, at the Kennedy Center uh, in the United Kingdom. It was released December 14th, 1978, and in the United States, it was released December 15th, in 1978. On a budget of $55 million on a box office intake of $305.5 million. Directed by Richard Donner, produced by Pierre Spengler. 
Screenplay by Mario Puzo, David Newman, Leslie Newman, and Robert Benton. Story by Mario Puzo. Based on Superman by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Music by John Williams and starring Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman, Christopher Reeve, Ned Beatty, Jackie Cooper, Glenn Ford, Trevor Havard, Margot Kidder, Terrence Stamp, and a bunch of other people that don't matter. And some other folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right? Good. Yeah. Take it away. On the planet Krypton, Jor- Kry- Excuse me. Krypton. Fuck off. Krypton. Krypton. It's an O. Marlon Brando. Krypton. Learn this fucking is, words. This I don't is, care this if, is pre-fat Marlon Brando. I don't care if you want. He's on his way. He's hey, on I, his, I actually was surprised. This isn't pre-fat Marlon Brando. This is on his way to being fat Marlon Brando. Yeah, this, this is this is before he said fuck it. <laughs> he, he gained weight, and that's why they had this to. Is, that's why they had to film him in shadows in Apocalypse Now. Yeah, but he definitely <laughs> he definitely had lost weight. Uh, no, Apocalypse Now was the same years as wasn't it? Oh, was it not? Who the hell knows? There's so many different versions of that movie. Yes, I don't know what's like, real anymore. That and Blade Runner. Yeah. On the planet Krypton, Jor-El of the Kryptonian High Council discovers the planet will be destroyed when its red supergiant sun goes supernova. The other council members dismiss his claims. To save Kal-El, his infant son, Jor-El sends him in a spaceship to Earth where his dense molecular structure will give him superhuman strength and other powers. Krypton's sun explodes, destroying the planet. You mean Kryptonian? Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. I actually like the way he says Krypton. Kry- you I, like, would. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I mean, I still call it Krypton, but like, I don't it's think... Just, it's just that everyone calls it Krypton, and he's like, yeah. Krypton. 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 It's like, he didn't even bother. Nope. <laughs> I mean... It's... But, to be fair, he was great as Jor-El. Yeah, so he got top billing. He was in five minutes of the movie, and he got top billing over everybody else. I mean, at very minimum, Hackman should have got top billing. I mean, it's not it's not like when Jack had top billing in Batman. It's like he was also in the movie from start to finish. Yeah, he was Kirk, in like... Marlon Brando was in the movie from start to start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, at minimum, put Gene Hackman in there. And I will say something. Like, I love Gene Hackman as, as, as Lex. And I mean, I'm, I've said it before. I said it when we did our BVS review. I Debris. Do, I do think Jesse Eisenberg is is the best Lex Luthor. I think he is my favorite. But Gene Hackman... Um, he had a flair. Yeah, he just had a flair. You can't yeah. scoff at his his um, his Lex. I would never. Um, at all, because it is a great Lex. Um, probably my second. I might have said, I think... I, I might have said in the past that I think Kevin Spacey's was better. But after rewatching it last night... Um, he was a great Lex. And like I said, it's been a couple of years since I've since I've watched this movie, so um whatever. But uh anyway, continue. Yep. Um That's a great but opening. We, but also but I mean the all also we get the opening, we get a... the great amazing get, score. Well that too, but we get Zod and uh his cronies being sent to the Phantom Zone. Feora? No, she's not Feora. No, Ursa. Uh, Ursa, yeah. Ursa and Nan. Some odd fucking names. Mm-hmm. Odd fucking names on uh, on Krypton. So they get sent to the Phantom Zone, and then all the oh nobody believes you, Jarrell. You're just crazy, Marlon Brando. And they're like, he's like, like yeah, I'm trying to save Krypton. I'm trying to save Krypton for a son. Yay! He doesn't sound anything like that. No. In my version, he did. The ship lands near Smallville, Kansas. Kello, now three years old, is found by Jonathan and Martha Kent. Martha, who are astonished. Why did he, you say that name? When he lifts their truck. They decide to raise him as their own, naming him Clark after Martha's maiden name. Jonathan tells the boy that he must have been given superhuman powers on Earth for a reason. So, obviously, it lands. I mean, 
the Kents already look older than the fucking dirt they sleep in when they find him. It's like, mm-hmm. do they really think how this boy was gonna really gonna live to see this boy uh, grow up? Yeah, it's like but, he landed, and then they immediately was just like, oh. Hello, cutie pie. Yeah, I guess they were like that. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> clown. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm the clown. Yeah, yeah, you're the clown. You asshole. I'm the clown. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think you're the clown. But, um... You know, he lifts the truck and like, oh, he can help us flip this, mm-hmm. fit this flat tire. So, good stuff. I mean, it's it's very it's classic Superman. It's it's what an origin story should be. Mm-hmm. It's all just like straight to the point. Like, hey, this is where Thomas and Martha Wayne get shot down, and this is why he becomes Batman. That didn't happen in this movie. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure that just didn't happen at the same time, but in Gotham? Positive. Okay. Because it's... Yep. Positive. Eh, well. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Because <laughs> they say in the movie that uh, he lands on Earth in 1941. Yes. Cause... Oh, yeah, because it's place in 1978. I'm like, that's weird. Why would he be so old? It's like, oh, yeah, because this movie doesn't take place in 2021, idiot. Moron. After Jonathan's death from a heart attack, 18-year-old Clark hears a psychic call and discovers a glowing green crystal in the remains of his spacecraft. It compels him to travel to the Arctic, where a fortress of solitude, resembling the architecture of Krypton, emerges from the ice. Well, he throws it, and then it emerges. It doesn't just show the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Inside, a hologram of Jor-El explains Clark's true origins, and after 12 years of educating him on his reason for being sent to Earth and his powers, he leaves the fortress wearing a blue and red suit with a cape and the House of L family crest emblazoned on his chest. Becoming a reporter at the Daily Planet in Metropolis, Clark meets and develops a romantic attraction to co-worker and hard six Lois Lane. Six is putting it generously. Yeah, well, I, I, I was making a reference back to our Mrs. Doubtfire podcast who said Sally Field was a hard six. Margot Kidder's a hard six. Uh, Maybe I, even a hard four. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's a great Lois. But I, like, I don't want to sound rude. I just don't think Margaret Kidder is that good looking. In 1978, maybe. Well, yeah. Like you said, I mean, she was a, she, a poor man's Karen Allen. Yeah. Like, Karen, well, Allen would, Karen Allen would be perfect for Lois Lane. Yeah. Well, at this point, Karen Allen was also a little younger than Margaret Kidder because she was doing uh, Animal House. She did Animal House the same day. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. she, two, three years later, she was in Raiders. Yeah. That's, that's, that's... I was a child. I was in love. <sighs> um, But I also enjoy the... Um, where Clark's at school and he's gathering up all the bullshit, you know, for the football team. Yeah, she would only, she would, no, she would have been, uh, she was born in 51, so at this time she was, um, 27. Oh, I thought she was, uh, I thought she was younger than that. I did too, actually. Hmm. I did too. Yeah, where he's gathering up, where where Clark is gathering up all the stuff for the football team. They're like, oh, Ken can't go, he's got. she was a year older than Christopher Reeve. Oh, wow. Well, he... Can't, can't can't go. He's got to do. He's got all this work to do, and then he. Uh, it, I mean, obviously the, the the graphics are hokey now, but 1978. You know him running fast. You know, mm-hmm. being faster than a speeding train and and all that, which is. I think it's a uh, very well done. It's a uh, was this faster be, than a speeding yeah. bullet? Um, more powerful you know, than a locomotive, and they can uh, uh, leap tall buildings in a single bound. Because I believe originally Superman couldn't fly. If 
I remember correctly, Superman couldn't fly when he was originally created. Hmm. He could just jump very high. I think. I could be wrong. It's been years since I've delved into the the Superman mythology. Now, the girl on the train who saw him, was that supposed to be Lois Lane? I heard a rumor that that was was supposed to be her, but I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't, because... Can we also talk about how Lana Lang in this movie was had a very bad gum-to-tooth ratio? Awful. Awful. Like, I, I get a little skeeved out when I see people smile, and most of their smile is gum. They should have got... Uh, I know it sounds rude, but it, it, it's it's a thing It's a thing I yeah. have. It's just like, ooh. Oh, Clark, how'd you get here so fast? I ran. ran. And they're like, oh, you're showing off a little bit, aren't you, son? It's like, oh, what's the point of having all these if I, you know, if I can't do things with them? It's like, ah, oh, well, you're here to do great things. We all know what they are. I do. Heart attack. It's, uh, well, you know, it's... He... He lands on Earth, and then um, he doesn't really know what to do. Yeah, well, so, and then yeah, and the Kents obviously keep him there. Like, you know, you know, he asks he you know, because the government comes around asking around. Yeah. You know, what's this? And it's a guy. Same thing, a man of steel. Like they yeah. was all but to protect him, and then mm-hmm. you know he, he walks into a bar and he says, clothes, boots, "He didn't do any of that. He didn't do any of that." Fuck you. All right. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you all right over there? I don't even know anymore. Are you sure about that? I, I don't even know anymore. No? No. I, you all right? I just, <laughs> You're like confused. I have a headache dealing with you. I'm confused. <laughs> anyway. Fucking way. Um, but yeah, but then uh, old man Kent has the has a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And you go with some of the things, you know, all the things I can do, but I can't. But I can't save him. It's always it, it's like the one thing that Superman always kind of grapples. With. It was one of the problems I had with Man of Steel, mm. with with Pa Kent being swept up by a twister. It's like it's like yeah, but he could have prevented that death. Well, I think that, that I know it was I know it was a point. You know, you don't want to see who you are, but I always thought the purpose of of Jonathan dying and Clark not being able to save him was show the kind of like the limit of his power. So it's like you're not all powerful because you can't stop this. Mm-hmm. Like he easily could have, you know, with his speed grabbed Pa Kent and brought him back and nobody really would have seen a thing. Well, I think, I think the whole thing was with that, um, the comparisons with that was, um, it was just about like, we keep using the term, but we, we do live in a post nine 11 world and everybody's so xenophobic now. And I think that was, that was the whole point of the origin that the, the, the change, the, the minor changes, uh, that they made to the origin of Clark and Superman and Man of Steel was, you know, how would the whole point of Man of Steel was how would the how would the world today react to Superman being real? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it was. It was, you know, because he had picked up the bus and stuff like that, and and people were like, like, oh, I saw, I knew what I saw, Jonathan, this and and you know, Kevin Costner was like, listen, I mean, you know, I'm co-parenting with Russell Crowe, and we were both Robin Hood. What do you want me to do? Who is your daddy, and what does he do? It seems to be a problem that he has. He doesn't mm-hmm. know who his dad is. Yeah. It's like a bad episode of My Two Dads. No, yeah. That but no, it, it is all about protecting. This is getting chaotic. It's getting chaotic. <laughs> it's getting fun, you mean. Shut up. The, um... The... Going to the Arctic, obviously, just to kind of... And then throwing it for the Fortress of Solitude. No one's ever going to find him. Then he gets educated by mm. by Jor-El. By, which, uh, by his Kryptonian father. Ugh, awful. 
really explains it and explain everything. I'm glad they didn't go through like to show all of that because I've been like, ah, yeah, this would have been better. Yeah. Like they just kind of cut right to the chase. He's older. He's wearing a suit and he flies out of mm-hmm. the uh, Fortress of Solitude, and then shows up in Metropolis. And like and I like how Lois is just uh like like she's this. This hard-nosed reporter and journalist, but she can't spell to save her life. No. It's like, <laughs> there's not two peas in rapist lane. It's like, what? <laughs> how do you spell a massacre? Like, why don't you know how to spell? Aren't you? Like, you're a journalist. Like, isn't this your job to do this shit right? Mm-hmm. And then we get that little, uh, where he's walking with Lois and the, the, the mugger who's like, uh, give me your yeah. money. Yeah, as a typical robber, and then Clark catches the bullet and faints. Like, oh, Clark! It's like, oh, uh, I, I guess I must have fainted, Lois. Like, mm-hmm. cock. He was, he was a, he was excellent at being able to switch between, yeah, um, Clark and, and Superman, and and, and, not, and we'll talk about it when we get to. Let me get stuck in the in the fucking uh, in the revolving door. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about it when we eventually do the Donner cut. Because uh, I don't want to do the Lester cut. I want to do the dollar cut, so yeah. um, I'm going to need to get on physical media again. Um, and you see when when she catches him, like when she when she's figured out that he's Superman, and she gets him with the blanks with the gun, mm-hmm. like it's just he really was great in this role. And I'm really disappointed because I'm scrolling through YouTube right now, and I actually there is actually no clip of um, Marlon Brando saying Krypton. It's not just like like a two second clip I can pull up just to annoy you. It's all it's all the uh, it's all the uh, so I'm about to like record it on something but, uh, down the road. Whatever. Lois is involved in a helicopter mishap. Clark publicly uses his powers for the first time to save her, astonishing the crowd gathered below. He then thwarts a jewel thief attempting to scale the solo building, captures robbers fleeing police and depositing their getaway cabin cruiser on Wall Street. Rescues a girl's cat from a tree and saves Air Force One after lightning strike destroys an engine. The caped wonder, an instant celebrity, visits Lois at her penthouse apartment the next night and takes her for a flight, allowing her to interview him for an article in which she names him Superman. I mean, is this not the most iconic moment of the movie, probably? It, I mean, it is. I mean, I mean I, this is the first time you see him. He's He catches it and... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, or he, or he, he catches her and then she gets like, oh, I've got you, miss. It's like, oh, well, who's got you? Yeah. You know, and then, which leads into him going to her, her penthouse mm-hmm. or apartment or whatever. But all the stuff that he does, like, the, like that little montage of him just showing what he can do. Mm. Like when he's uh, standing on the side of the building and it's like, oh, something wrong with the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> it's... it's it like like seeing it again because I don't think I've watched this movie in a, in a long time. So yeah, like, like seeing so like seeing it again, it's like I can't help but like smile when I'm watching. Exactly, it, like, like I said, for me, it had been a couple years since I sat down and I've watched it. Less than five, maybe around two, three, maybe somewhere around there. And it, it does kind of make you feel like a kid again because you're like, like the cop doesn't believe him, you know, the, and, the, and the chief doesn't believe the one officer. It's like oh, you know, he's swooped down. And he's it's like oh, go to the bar. It's like oh, go to the bar and finish what you started. I'll meet you there in an hour. Mm-hmm. And then it's like oh, we'll go get that drink now. When he sees the fucking when the boat on fucking Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and it's just it. Everything just makes you kind mm-hmm. of feel like a kid again, and um, you know, because th- this mm-hmm. is this is the Superman. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to knock Man of Steel. Because I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want it to come off that I'm knocking Man of Steel. Right. Because it was a different interpretation, and I think it's a masterpiece, and we're going to get to that next month, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, but, like, this is the Superman that you, you know from, like, uh, if you've read, like, pre-Crisis on the Infinite Earth Superman. 
You know, this is the remember the cartoon, the old cartoon. Yeah. Um, not the animated series, the one that was that was yeah, from yeah, year, that, yeah. I grew up watching that. Uh, my grandmother um, had I have it now, but it was a VHS she had. I guess she bought it because of me uh, liking Superman as a kid. Um, and I used to watch it all the time. So like, this is the Superman that you you know of. This is the the Superman you kind of grow up with. This you know the the boy the I don't want to use the term the boy, the boy scout. scout, but the yeah. boy scout Superman, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it does. It puts a smile on your face and, yeah. and, it, and it, it warms your heart. Like a simpler time. Yeah. Like, like a simple superhero just doing simple superhero yep, yep. shit. Just classic superhero stuff. It like does not. Stuff. I mean, I'm obviously I'm not I'm I'm not knocking Batman, but not like the dark brooding, mm. you know, coming. Like shows up at night, kind of shit. Like the, oh, hey, there's, there's a cat stuck in a tree. Let me mm-hmm. go strip down and. Uh, it's kind of funny since every time your 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 superhero saves a cat from a tree, you write a puff piece about him. The bat's dead. Bury it. I don't know what the fuck he says after that. Tell me. <laughs> well, well, well. Look what we got here: Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent. I love. I love having people come together. So, ooh, what a grip! Ooh, do do not pick a fight with this gentleman. Not pick a fight with him. I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. What? <laughs> but also, the one thing they did don't mention in here is um, when we first see Lex. Because, you know, we got those, uh, the undercover cops or the detectives are following Otis, mm. who is extremely slovenly. Otis Berg. We'll get that. I know. We'll get, we'll, we'll get that, that did make me yeah. laugh yesterday when yeah. I came across it. Not as much something else I noticed that made me laugh. What's that? I'll bring it up to you when we get to okay, that. Okay. Right, right, right. um, but yeah, like Otis is obviously out like getting a paper and you know, walking around. He's being followed and then slips behind, you know, like a hidden door in a subway and the cop kind of follows him, but... All you see is Lex, who's powering the door, and he just pushed the door out so that the detective gets run over by the oncoming train. Mm-hmm. Classic. And classic Lex. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, is that the paper I asked you to get? Oh, yes, sir. Then why am I not reading it? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, because I haven't given it to you? It's like, yes. Like, like mm-hmm. just classic, just I'm better than you, Lex mm-hmm. Luthor. Mm-hmm. I, and I love it. And I love it. Just, you know. It's like, oh, I'm... Um, Miss Tussmarker, do you know what those idiots are selling out for? For a penthouse, for a, for a Park Avenue address? You know, she's mad that I'm. It's still a Park Avenue address, mm. just underground. Fantastic. Um, oh, here we go. Mm. We need to talk about the mm. uh, the interview that Lois has with mm. with, at her, with her apartment at her apartment at her apartment. Where to go? Uh, it's like, oh, well, what color underwear am I wearing? He's like, I don't know. It's like, oh, did I embarrass you? It's like, no, this this planner must be made out of lead. Uh, mm-hmm. I have some problems seeing mm-hmm. through lead. So, it's like, oh, pink. It's like, oh, do you love do you like pink? It's like, I love it. It's like, come on, come on. It's just, mm-hmm. The one thing I don't like, and this is the and this is the one of the downfalls or or one of it kind of like ruins the movie a little bit for me. It's just. When he's flying with Lois and she's like doing that fucking poem thing and she's talking, that was, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I, I didn't like it. I don't like it. Like, I'm flying. You know, shit. I don't like that. You can start me all you want. I don't like it. That was dumb. Fly around with her. Come back. I don't need a Lois Lane, Margot Kidder freaking out on pain medication uh, monologue. You have anything to say to that, or just kind of dead air? You disgust me. I'm letting you talk. Yeah, I was done. You disgust me. Why? Because uh, I kind of agree with you. Okay. 
you disgust me because I because you agree with me. Yeah, kind of. Fair enough. Yeah, um, uh, monologue. I thought it was a good. I, well, I, 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 I just don't I, think it was. I, I thought it was a good. It was a good interview. You know, he's just he's very confident. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I'm here to fight for truth, justice, and the American way. It's like that's you know, settle down, Cody Rhodes. Oh, that's coming Wednesday. <laughs> Well, that came last Wednesday. Cody's fucking promo. Yeah, but our coverage Guys, of wrestling is going to be on Wednesday. Cody Rhodes ended racism with one promo. Yep. So, sleep, sleep well. The American Dream Junior's got your back. Yeah, I believe. Um, I believe Wednesday on Big Geek Energy is when we're going to do a, a wrestling topic, and I believe ninety percent of it's going to be us r- ripping the fuck out of AEW. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, think I mean, I got some things I got to say about. WWE also, but mm-hmm. the problems with WWE are known. Like they're well known. The, yeah. the the issue with AEW, and this is the this is the last I'm gonna say on it on mm-hmm. this episode. Mm-hmm. Um the issue with AEW is that we were promised something else and we got more of the same shit. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. And with it's AEW. worse. And that's what Jim Cornette's big problem is with and that's why he keeps watching it is because he's pointing out the flaws. It's like you told us we were gonna get sports based presentation. We're gonna get a an alternate to WWE. It's like, you're basically just giving us more WWE, but with outlaw mud show wrestlers who don't want to spend any time practicing. So moves are botched all the time. And eventually somebody's going to get seriously hurt. Mm-hmm. Like Ricky Starks who broke his neck. He's out for three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, no, I agree. And we'll, uh, we'll, um, um, talk about that on Wednesday. Cause that'll be, uh, that'll be, that's pretty sure. Um, pretty sure um like i said sorry i got a text message <laughs> um, uh, <so> did I. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm pretty sure that's what our uh it's just gonna be us ripping them apart yep all right so let me get back into this meanwhile criminal genius lex Luthor. actually no, before i get this i want to go back to i want to go back to perry white okay who i definitely think uh jk simmons channeled him for his j jonah jameson because he's just like he's like oh like i need to know i need to know about this guy wait tell me about this guy clark what's fair football team and he's asking all these questions. He needs to know. He probably need... a combination of that. I and... need a picture of Superman. And probably a, pic- a combination of that and the animated show, Jay Jonah. Right. So, but yeah, I, that, when you said that to me, because you watched this, I believe, Wednesday or Thursday. I watched it like Wednesday. That. Yeah. And it, I, I paid attention to that just to see what you were talking about. And I, I say it. Yeah. For sure. No, no knock on J.K. Simmons. I love J.K. No, Simmons. No, but you can definitely see where yeah. the inspiration mm-hmm. has been pulled. Sure. I mean, Perry White and, and J. Joe Jameson, is there really much of a difference between the two of them? Yeah. You yeah. saw the meme I sent you. Who was like, how many are you? It was like, not enough. Yeah, it was all, all the, the J.K. J.K. Simmons was playing. He Maybe. could literally be Perry White and Jim Gordon in the same universe. I paid for that. Though I really like Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. It's funny because they're both Perry... Or no, I'm thinking... I'm, I'm losing my mind. He's like, oh, they're funny. They were both Morpheus. Then they were. I was going to say they're both in the, the DCU, and they're both in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, Lord, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne was the name man. Yeah, he was a uh, Goliath, mm-hmm. or, or Bill, Bill Turner, Bill, Bill Tanner, Bootstrap Bill, uh, Bootstrap Bill Turner. Part of the crew, part of the shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, criminal genius Lex Luthor learns of a joint U.S. Army and U.S. Navy nuclear missile test. He buys hundreds of acres of worthless desert land and reprograms one of the two missiles to detonate in the San Andreas Fault. Knowing Superman could stop his plane, Lex deduces that a recently discovered meteorite is from Krypton and is radioactive to Superman. After he and his accomplice Otis and Eve Tessmacher retrieve a piece of it, Luthor... 
lures Superman to his underground lair and reveals his plan to cause everything west of the San Andreas Fault to sink into the Pacific Ocean, leaving Luther's desert land as the new west coast of the United States. Mm. Luther then exposes him to the meteorite's piece mineral, kryptonite, which weakens Superman greatly as Luther taunts him about the second missile heading east towards a, towards the random target of Hackensack, New Jersey. If a nuclear missile hit Hackensack, you'd never know that anything even happened anyway. Yeah. Hackensack's not a... Uh, what are you doing? Is your computer making noise? Yeah. Oh, that is what the noise. I thought it was something from outside. No, it just started making this noise. Sounds like your fan. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, so Lex luring him down because uh, Clark has, a, has that meeting with Mr. White. But then he releases that, that high-pitched noise that only dogs and Superman can hear, like luring him under underground. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and Confident Lex just immediately tells him what the plan is. Like, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And then when he even flips over the, the, you know, flips over the map that has California cut off with the desert line, you know, the, with the Otisburg. Like, the Otisburg makes me laugh. But did you notice some of the other names on there? Like, uh, I don't believe so. Like, he gave Miss Tessmacher, or they named one for Miss Tessmacher also, but it's called Tessmacher Peaks. So I wonder if that's a reference to her massive breasts that she has. Probably. probably. I mean, it's Lex, so probably. But, like, Tessmacher Peaks, I saw that. I'm like, that's clearly a reference mm-hmm. to, to her being w- well-endowed in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I obviously, I'm about Otisburg. 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 It's like, well, you get Miss Tessmacher thing. It's just a small thing, just a small area. Um, excuse me. The and then Luther tell him, you know, basically comments again. It's like, it's like I can stop it all. You know, I got the radio. It's like, where is it? And it's like, and then it's you know, makes it seem like it's on the chest that he's sitting in. So it's, like, it's kryptonite, which is on a chain that he throws around his neck and just push him into the pool that is underground in that tunnel. Fantastic. This thing is really going. Yeah. Is it running? Is it running hot? Is it hot in the bottom? Yeah, I mean, no warmer than a laptop usually is. Hmm. Wild. It's wild, man. Interesting. Um. I mean, it's fantastic. Just classic Lex. I mean, Gene Hackman. I mean, this is not the first movie I saw Gene Hackman in. Of course. I mean, I've seen. But before this. I mean, I've seen him in The Quick and the Dead. Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, what was that movie where he, uh, The French Connection, mm-hmm. where he's Popeye Doyle. I've seen, I saw that before. So I already knew what uh, a good actor Gene Hackman yeah. was. So we, like, even when you think about it with these older movies and you get these big name stars or you get Marlon Brando, you get Gene Hackman. Even in uh, Batman, like you get Jack Nicholson. You're getting these huge names. Yeah. And you know, like... At the time, they're not thinking that these movies... You know, they're just doing these movies. They're not thinking they're going to be these cultural pieces. Yeah. They're just going to make tons of money. But, like, think, like, after Gene Hackman did that, like, he could have basically just retired right there and be, like, with the money made off of Superman because it's made, what, $300 million off of $55 million? Mm-hmm. Like, in- insane. Insane amount of money. I, I didn't mean to do that. What the hell? <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Let me continue on here. Mm-hmm. Miss Tessmacher is horrified that Luther does not care that her mother lives in Hackensack. Or as a, as a it's like, Lex, my mother lives in, in Hackensack. And he just like shakes his head. Um, 
but that's but actually when she when he, when he goes Lex, my mother lives in Hackensack. Here's what his response is. There it is. I've had that queued up and waiting because I knew that was going to come up. I've had that just sitting there, mm. ready at that moment. Luther leaves Superman to die, knowing he always keeps his word. Tessmacher helps Superman on the condition he will stop the eastbound missile first. After being freed, Superman diverts the eastbound missile into outer space, consequently preventing him from reaching the westbound missile before it explodes in the San Andreas Fault. Mm -hmm. Massive earthquakes erupt across California, damaging the Golden Gate Bridge and breaching the Hoover Dam. Superman mitigates the effects of the explosion by sealing the fault line. Wait. What's, what's, uh, what you doing there? I looked up to see why it would be running a little hot and a little loud. No. Anything major? Apple Not product? Really. Yeah, pretty much. Excuse me. The, um... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, good effects, though, on a lot of the a lot of the stuff of showing mm -hmm. the damage. I mean, obviously, when the Hoover Dam breaks and it shows the water going on, you can tell that it's like, I can tell that that's a model. But for 1978, I mean, it was, it was extremely well done. And I love all of the, you know, it shows the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, the damage to the bridge, and Superman going around. He saves the bus from falling down. He, mm -hmm. you know, he pushes the rock over to to to, to uh, prevent the water from the Hoover Dam flooding a town. He saves Jimmy Olsen from falling on the uh, falling off of the Hoover Dam. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it, not like a montage, but it just shows like how quick he is at getting around and getting all these problems. Like, he can stop all these problems and living up to the fact that you know he is Superman. And um, I just, I absolutely love it. It's it's, it's fantastic myself. What are your what are your thoughts on that? On him just go around saving all the. It's fantastic. Yeah. Any any, any particular any any particular part of that that is your favorite and all the, and just in just that little montage. No, I enjoyed him uh, locking up the Hoover Dam. Like pushing the giant yeah. rock over. Yeah, I, I guess I agree with you on that. I enjoy it. While Superman is busy saving others, Lois's car falls into a crevice from one of the aftershocks, trapping her as it fills with dirt and debris. Debris. As Lex would say. As Lex would say. She suffocates before Superman can reach her. Angered over failing to save her, Superman defies jor earlier warning not to manipulate human history and instead heeds Jonathan's advice that he must be there for a reason. He accelerates around the Earth, traveling several minutes backward in time to prevent Lois' death while undoing the damage caused by the missile and the earthquake. After saving the West Coast, Superman delivers Luther and Otis to prison before flying into the sunrise for further adventures. Finn. So he pulls a Barry Allen. Yeah. I mean, all Barry has to do is watch this movie and find out why going back in time to save your mother is not a good idea. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's... It's, I don't know if it, it, it's the love that he has for Lois and the fact that he's just mad that he would, you know, of, of all the good he did, he couldn't save the one person he loved. Yeah. And it's obviously, it's it's the, the flashbacks to Jonathan that he wasn't able to save Jonathan with his powers. Mm -hmm. But now he can save Lois. I mean, obviously going against what Marlon Brando had to say. Mm -hmm. Krypton. 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 And then just dropping uh, Lex Luthor and Otis in the prison. Right there we get the reveal that that Lex is bald and he's just wearing a Gene Hackman wig the, the entire movie. Mm -hmm. What do you think uh, about him reversing time? Uh, 
here's the thing. In 1978, that was like a new thing. If this is released in 2021 and he does it, I'm like, this is kind of a cop out. <laughs> because it's like it's like aliens. It's like, oh, how we how do we solve this? Time travel. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like I mean he just rolled it back a few minutes. And he didn't himself go back in time. He just reversed Earth and then <clears throat> just kind of did it again. So, um Do you think it was a cop out when Barry Allen reversed time in Justice League? It really wasn't it's not that it was a cop out because we didn't realize that was he was in the speed force. So he just rolled back. Like I said, he rolled back. Plus it's Barry Allen. That's all he ever does but, is fuck up. But I mean, like, but, but I mean, like, kind of with Endgame. Not to take, not to take a shot, but it's like you had all this built up just for it to end with time travel. Yeah. Like you built up twenty three movies just for it to end with. We're gonna use time travel to save the world. Like that's like that's it. Yeah. No. The, I, like I, I, like I the, like that. like this is what I waited for. Was for you to just to uh, use a, a MacGuffin of time travel because of the quantum realm. Yeah, like it just it, it 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 seems like lazy writing. Like when it's built up, I think that's what it is. It seems like lazy writing. Like when Zach did it for Justice League, like it's not. Plus, it's the Flash. All he ever does is time travel. Yeah, I mean that's just the way he does. It's also not one of like one of that. That's what Barry's doing. You can just tell from how slow he's moving and watching effects. Like okay, that's. But he did that earlier in the movie too with the with with the mother box because it hit the water mm-hmm. first, but he went you know into the speed force and then it came back out of the war so he could hit it at the right time. Mm-hmm. You, I don't need to tell you, you've seen the movie. I also have a flash tattoo in my arm. I know how, I know how, I know how the speed force works. You get that covered up? Nah. Nah. Just ask him. Ask him for a Fuck you. <laughs> I deserve that. He <laughs> did. So, so we're at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, What? So what do you think about that? Tits. <laughs> Is this over and over again? <laughs> yes. Um, I th- I think it's a very well done movie mm-hmm. for the time it was. I do love that scene of him flying. Yeah, you know, at, at, the, at the end of the movie, him flying away, you know, just kind of like grinning. Like, the final, like, the, the final yeah, flight. Like happy. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's such an iconic, it's such an iconic scene of, of because you always, you know, every time they mention that Superman, they usually show a clip of, of that final flight mm. and it's, it, it, it always, st- it always sticks with you. Like it shows like why this character is such a staple. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you yeah. give it a, what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene. My favorite, why don't you tell me your, my favorite scene is every scene where Marlon Brando says Krypton. All right. Now what's your actual favorite scene? Because that's not it. This is. You're full of shit. It might just be when he saves Lois and the helicopter that first time. And puts it like, oh, statistically speaking, it's still the safest way to travel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's clever. Mm-hmm. And just like, him, like, the, the little montage of him saving, from him saving Lois and then everything else he does, you know, pulling that boat up on the, on fucking land and saving the cat out of the tree. Like, he's comfortable in being Superman. Like, he's like, all right, this is what I'm, this is what I'm here to do. Here to right the wrongs. Mm. I don't like that. I agree. I think that is my also my favorite scene. What's your least favorite scene? Uh, her fucking poem. Yeah, me too. Where they're flying. Yeah, me too. It's 
odd. Didn't need it. Just weird. Could have just been silent. Yeah, it could have just been. You could have just had a nice little score going over that. You didn't need. I didn't need. You know who are you? I'm flying. We're flying. Shut up. You know who Shut wouldn't up. have had that monologue? Anybody but Margot Kidder. Anybody but Margot Kidder. Like I said, she's not a bad Lois Lane. I just, she's like my least favorite Lois Lane. Even Terry Hatcher, I think, was a little bit better. I like I I like how, you know, she'll do whatever it takes for the story. Like like that's the one thing I love about Lois. It's Mm -hmm. it it's always it's you know it's I'm gonna do what it takes to get the story. Now when uh, she's talking to the I guess the 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 Native American fella in the car. And when it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, are you curious who bought Bottle Lane? It's like, oh, for all the money got me, I hope the last name is Custer. It's like, ha, oh, you, you're still holding that grudge. Like, you killed him. Yeah. Don't hold that grudge anymore. That man is dead. You killed him. That's uh, fine to me as uh, coming is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. It's coming. It's just coming all the it's time. Coming. I like the porn music in the back of that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, out of ten. You son of a bitch. <laughs> well, um, what do you give out of ten? Take it back. I give it an eight out of ten. I give it an eight and a half. I give it. An, I mean, he he doesn't throw any punches. Yeah. I mean, not not that I need my Superman to throw yeah, punches, yeah, yeah. but it would have been good to see you know like a nice little fight scene or something. And and just like the and, and Lois mm. and fucking with her with her poem and the flight. Yeah. Like, I mean it's yeah. I give it eight and a half. So it's, it's one of the best compa movies ever. You know, it really is. It's timeless. And it it is timeless. It really is. Uh it's a it's a magical film as people would say. Magical. It makes you feel like a kid. It makes you believe men could fly. That's the tagline they use, and it's true. It's true. Um but everybody, that was uh, that was our review for Superman the movie, Superman, Superman seventy eight, whatever you want to call it. Um, hope you enjoy it. Uh, hey, also to go along with this, um, I believe in August is when the Superman seventy eight comic book series launches. I believe Ooh. it's a six issue comic book. They're doing it. I believe it takes place after this. I think it's the story between this and two. I believe. I believe. Uh, I could be wrong. It could be after two. Um, that also coincides with the Batman 89 comic that Sam Hamm is writing, uh, which takes place after Batman Returns. No problem. Uh, also, uh, Robert Venditti is writing the Superman one. I don't remember who the artists are, though. Um, good artists, though. So looking forward to them. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, so I, I, I mentioned uh, earlier, I mentioned Man of Steel, which we're doing next month uh, for its eight-year anniversary. That's just how it planned out. Uh, I, we're having a guest having a guest so we're going to figure out how to record with this guest because uh, that's going to be a tricky podcast to do since that's right before I go to Disney World um, but uh, the legendary Neil Diamond is coming on the show I reached out to his people and um, your people spoke to his people mm-hmm. no I asked I was like hey I hear you're a big fan of yeah. Superman yeah. I was like I we're, we did the first Superman already and mm-hmm. you know I so I sent the list of our um our, our schedule up to the eight, the six, six the eight, eight, eight weeks of horror. That's all I was about to fucking stump on. That's all I was about to stump out of my mouth saying. Um, and he picked Man of Steel. And um, I was like, cool, cool. So, uh, Neil Diamond, you know, forever in blue jeans. Uh, he's, he's coming on the show. 
But sorry. but it, it's funny because he's coming on the show, but he's also coming to America. Mm-hmm. His first love, Love on the Rocks. Ain't yeah. no big surprise. Yeah. But yeah, so that's fantastic. But also, um, next week, we have, which... Also coincides with our one year anniversary uh-huh, uh-huh. of us starting of us starting multiverse movie podcast, uh-huh. which I mean that's just good happenstance really because I didn't realize it was that we're coming up on a year until after we did the schedule. So it's extremely fitting that for our one year anniversary or the one year anniversary episode, we will be finishing out the saga that was started with uh, our first review, which uh-huh. is on episode two for Back uh-huh. to the Future. So. We will be reviewing Back to the Future 3, the the epic conclusion mm-hmm. to the saga, next mm-hmm. week. And we will have a guest on that episode that will be um, one-third of TLC himself, Christy Francisco. Mm-hmm. So, fantastic, and I'm sure he'll be happy to be on. I'm ballsy. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to do that, because uh, he loves that trilogy just as much as we do. And um, that, like I, like George said, that will complete the trilogy. That'll be the first saga that will, or story franchise that will complete it on the on the podcast. First franchise mm-hmm. that we have completed. Yep. Um, and then the week after that, we're doing Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, um, mm-hmm. which kind of works out because those were the first two reviews we did. Was a, yeah. was about was Back to Future One and Raiders. So. Uh, Unfortunately, we can't say we're ending, we're wrapping up the Indiana Jones saga just yet because we still have Crystal Skull to do, which is and, fine because I, and, I and, enjoy and Crystal Skull it's, and the new movie when that comes out. Yeah, yeah. If, um, but uh, that's the rest of um, that's the rest of May. The next two weeks after today, um, that's it. I think. I think that's all we have really to say. Yeah. Um. So the show will be live. Uh, we're recording this Saturday. Uh, the 15th. Um, we have a new Bond episode for Station 007 as well uh, this week. Uh, our o- Octopussy review. Uh, if you haven't checked out Big Geek Energy yet, as I've said in the beginning of the show, the first two episodes are live on that. Uh, episode 3 will be live on Wednesday, which will just be a, a wrestling podcast. If you're fans of wrestling, we'll, we say it's going to be a wrestling discussion, but it's probably just going to be us making fun of AEW for an hour, hour and a half. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, I have nothing else to add. Uh, if you're a toy collector, nice. If you're a toy collector, check out the Tattooing Collector Club. I'm part of on YouTube. Um, I don't. We didn't get. We we had a show last week, but the the guy who our our friend Mike, my friend Mike, because uh, you don't know him, York. Mm-hmm. Um, you will eventually when you come on. Um, he uh has had some personal stuff going on, so he hasn't had a chance to edit last week's episode. So we'll get that this week. So if you've been watching that, uh, stay tuned. Uh, that's everything I'm a part of, which is a lot, uh, it's far too much recording. Um, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week for Back to the Future 3. Um, hey, look at that. I've been Dean Holtzapple. I'm still George Rogers, and we will see you in the multiverse. <laughs>